0: It is four minutes after one. You're listening to SENZ. We are going to talk some sailing now because Sail GP arrives in New Zealand shores. It starts tomorrow. It's in Christchurch. It's in Littleton. Not an easy place to sail. Not a place that you necessarily associate with sailing in this country. But one man who's won world championships and these days has established himself as the voice of the America's Cup is Peter Lester. He learnt to sail in Littleton. He joins us on the program. Peter, good afternoon. Welcome. You know, Watto, how are you? Good. Look, just before we start, look at Littleton. Uh, just had somebody texting in just wanting to know what the Nah Road shift is. <laughs>
1: old news, mate. That's old news. It goes right back to the last America's Cup. To Just to add a bit of colour into the situation. <laughs> Don't let the truth interfere with a good
0: story. Yeah, so oh, Peter, tell the story, because people are listening for the first time. We, we know, and we sort of have a little bit of an inward joke, but it was actually part of your commentary, and I thought it was very, very clever, and um, it sort of does exist, but it doesn't exist.
1: Well, now uh, Pippi Road is on the um, on the southern side of the Auckland Harbour, and uh, it, I can't remember what race. It must have been about race five of the America's Cup, uh, last America's Cup here. And the boats were sailing off North Head, outside of Cheltenham Beach, really, off, off, um, over towards Rangitoto Island. And um, Team New Zealand pulled off a, a pretty amazing lead change from Luna Rossa. And and just in the excitement of the moment, there is actually over on the southern side now, Pippi Road. It comes out onto um, Tamaki Drive. Now, if you sail on the harbour, there's a there's a channeling effect that comes down out of the Araki Basin and and that gives you quite a nice little wind shift a little bit of a gain if if you can hook into it and it's it's commonly called the Napperty road shift by yotties around you know around the harbor Now I took a little bit of liberty Because admittedly they were off Chiltern Beach But it certainly added a bit of colour And uh, you've teased me about it ever since
0: Oh no, I just think it's absolute gold It's just funny how those sort of things organically grow And then they become part of sort of the sailing language, don't they? (laughs) And they become part of the brand And people remember the America's Cup And go, hadn't it been for that now Pippi Road shift Um, (laughs) Peter, so look, you grew up, you sailed in Littleton It's going to be the venue for Sail GP, Making its debut here in New Zealand Tell us a little bit about the challenges the sailors will face, and what makes that piece of water particularly tricky to sail in.
1: Littleton Harbour, of course, Littleton itself or Banks Peninsula is an old volcano, you know, and and uh, the harbour itself blew out into into the Pacific, um, you know, a channel, and so you come in from the Littleton Heads into Littleton Harbour and then you actually are sailing inside a a very old volcanic crater. But the uh, geography of the Canterbury Plains and Littleton Harbour and Banks Peninsula really create a a situation where, as the Canterbury Plains heat up, the prevailing wind, which is out of the east-northeast, gains speed. And, you know, we call that the sea breeze effect. So the hotter it gets in the Canterbury Plains, the more wind you get on Littleton Harbour Coupled with that, the water down there is quite cold, um, and and so you get a you know it's it's a wind factory, and I I think on day one tomorrow is going to be quite quite juicy, quite windy, and if you get, if you're going to tune in and have a look, it would certainly be worth looking. I think it's three o'clock tomorrow. It's on Sky, um, so it's predominantly um, a a, um, a sea breeze venue, unless there's a southerly or a nor'wester blowing. But this weekend it does look like predominantly sea breeze conditions. Um, it can be a bit of a one-way track. By that I mean it, it favours geographically to, to head over to the port side, over to the Littleton port side, uh, because the harbour actually bends around that way, which uh, which creates what we call a geographic shift, where the, the, the wind is favoured on the left-hand side. So I'll be looking for that. Um, the situation tomorrow afternoon will be interesting because you're looking at quite a decent northeaster, maybe more than 20 knots, on an outgoing tide, and and the outgoing tide will make the sea state stand up. It'll create big, short waves, and um, when these boats are going along at, you know, nearly 40, 45 knots, you you really want to have the water as flat as possible. So that's going to make it pretty
0: exciting. Yeah, but, pe- but Peter, even when you're up on foils, does it matter whether the water's rough or not on foils? I would have thought it's just like cutting butter through, you know, cutting the knife through hot butter or hot uh, knife through butter.
1: Where it matters is, is the steerage, the, the rudders, because if a rudder cavitates, it becomes detached. Um, and by that I mean, think of a powerboat when you power up an outboard motor. If it starts sucking air on the propeller, um, that 's problematic for these boats, and they, they, they cavitate and then you lose control and That was graphically um, displayed when New Zealand won the america 's Cup in Bermuda in the same class of yacht actually uh, when when they pitch polled that was due to the cavitation, the rudder letting go mm. so it 's not so much the main foil uh, it 's more the rudder control that um, that the sea state will affect.
0: Mm. I always think of Little Harbour. I think of it as being quite narrow. It
1: is narrow. It's it's a it's a narrow piece of water, and and I see that as a big plus for this event because it, it, just by the the you know the, the layout of the harbour, they'll be close to the shore, and it will, will be exciting. People are going to um, people that haven't seen this sort of racing will be quite surprised at how quick they are. Um, and they're going to get an absolute good view of it if, if you're lucky enough to have a ticket mm. to be in Littleton on Saturday, Sunday.
0: Okay, so what type, of, what type of skipper, what type of sailor's going to win here based on what you've just described? Um, I mean, what's, where, yeah, does the, where does the mindset need to be?
1: Well, you, you certainly need to be prepared to take a risk because the style of racing, they start off with a, a reaching leg, which means the wind's coming at 90 degrees, so on the side, so starting is absolutely crucial. Who, if, if a boat gets a, a blinder of a start and is ahead at mark one, it's very hard for the trailing boats to pass. So passing lanes will be few. Um, in terms of the wind strength and the sea state, the, the, traditionally the, the, the countries that like that sort of breeze tend to be the, the New, Zealand and, New Zealanders and the Australians. I think Ben Ainsley from Great Britain, because, again, they get good breeze in the solid. He'll be good in it. Tom Slingsby, um, who is uh, sailing for the Australians, he's actually leading the World Series overall. Um, I, I would watch out for him. And, of course, Peter Burling. This is his bread and butter. I... Um, I think that will be the probably the group to look out for. There's a young French guy who's going who won three races uh, in in Sydney at the last event, um, Quentin Delapierre, and he's a 49er sailor, Olympic sailor, and he'd be the other one to watch out for. At this level, they're all pretty even, and um, I would more go back and think who can ever get off the line, get off that start line clean, and be in the top. Three at that first mm. mark consistently will be um, hard to beat in this mm. regatta.
0: How much room have they got to manoeuvre in regards to the setup of the boat?
1: Oh, not much. Um, the, the difference between the Americas Cup and these boats, now, these are, as I said, the boats that were used in Bermuda, the, the 50 foot cats, but of course, that is essentially an open rule when they were sailing in the Americas Cup. What Sail GP have done is equalise the boats. Um, and and that has meant it, it's not a hardware game. It really is a, a setup game. Who who's who gets the little tweaks right, and then of course sailing ability. Um, so so essentially the the rules of the class mean that the the hardware is essentially equalised.
0: Mm, yeah. No. Fascinating. Now look. Um, I, I want to ask you this about the hydrodynamics. So and maybe. You've just answered the question, but water down there is a lot cooler. Uh, boats and water, or things on water, tend to move faster in warmer water. So the fact that it is colder water does that have any impact in the way you set your sails up or the way you do set your boat up? Yeah, it does. Uh, it,
1: there's a there's a, a rough equation that um, actually Tom Schnackenberg, who who really is a sailing scientist, he 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 used to tell us about. And he said for every um, Ten degrees of temperature drop, you get a, you, you essentially get a 10 percent gain in, not in wind speed, but in density of the wind, um, that, that creates more power, um, and so that will be a factor down in Littleton because it will be cold. The, the water's cold, and I think tomorrow they're looking at a an air temperature of only 14, 15 degrees on the water, as opposed to what we have. In Auckland at the moment of probably, you know, quite warm water and what air temperature on the water of 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 in in the region of 20 degrees, that will have an impact. So what that means is that the guys, but the the sailors at this level react to it really quickly. They'll they'll tend to depower the boat earlier. Mm.
0: What aspects of the rules do you like, and what aspects of the rules are you not that happy with? I know maybe previously off year when we've discussed perhaps the way these boats start.
1: Yeah, I think um, the the starting sequence to me is, I think it's unfair. Well, not unfair. I I think it favours the boat that wins the start and wins the first mark, is, is leading at the first mark, has a massive advantage. And to me, it's a bit slanted that way. I mean, it looks good on tally. Uh, as an entertainment event. But it makes it very difficult for the boats from Okay, So
0: so just explain, say, the difference between what they're doing here and what we might see watching the America's Cup, which people are probably familiar with.
1: Well, America's Cup, the the last cup here, of course, the start of the race, you sail directly downwind and you would go upwind, which gave you a left and right option. Uh, These boats will start with the wind coming um, from essentially side on, at, at 90 degrees, which means they, they, um, they reach to the first mark. So there's not a, a left and right option if you're behind. You only get that, essentially, when you get down to mark um, down to the bottom mark, mark two, when they go through the gate. And, and, but, but, but by then, the template is really set. The other, the other feature, and I, I think it's actually quite good, the races are very, very short. You're only talking a 12- to 14-minute race, um, as opposed to America's Cup, now where you're talking a 40-minute race. Now with the race being so short, it makes it harder to pass because you just don't have much time. Um, the key areas to look out for for passing lanes or opportunity to pass will will be at those the top mark gate and the bottom mark gate. Um, if there's any quirks in the wind, wind shifts, and, and as I've talked about Littleton, the left-hand side tends to pay on the upwind legs that could create a passing opportunity as well.
0: Mm. Peter, you mentioned these boats, uh, former America's Cup boats used in Bermuda. We know how quickly technology moves on and how these boats can become quite well, archaic very, very quickly. Um, have these boats managed to evolve as yachting's evolved or have they now, when you look at them, yes, while they look fast, they're still comparatively slow with the technology that we're probably going to see in the next America's Cup?
1: Oh, they're still pretty quick. Uh, you know, they are foiling. They are on the edge. And since they were used in, in Bermuda, they have, have the boats have evolved, um, the, the foil package and even the wing package and the, the control system for the wing. So um, SailGP uh, have done a good job of, of keeping the boats relevant. Um, but where they sit with the new America's Cup class, they are substantially slower, especially upwind into the – you know, going upwind um, on those upwind legs. On the downwind legs, they they are there or thereabouts in terms of speed with the the, modern, the, the new Americas Cup boats, the 75 footers. Uh, but really, that that's all irrelevant, really, Mark, because the nine boats that are racing down there, it, it's about boat on boat. And and although the speed and it's exciting and and it creates, you know, that um, that effect of almost like watching NASCAR. Um, I think these boats are okay for what they're doing. Um, the other one to compare them with, if you're lucky enough to have seen them, is the America's Cup class rule for the next cup. You, you can't build more than one big boat, a 75-footer, but you can build these surrogate boats or, uh, up to 40 feet. Now, that compares with these boats that we're seeing in Wellington. And, and the surrogate boats, and Team New Zealand have two of them in Auckland at the moment, they are blisteringly quick. What I'd like to see is won't the 40-foot the AC-class boats, the monohulls, have a go against one of these cats. Mm. It would be an interesting uh, tussle. I suspect the 40-footers are quicker. The, the monohulls uh, would be faster.
0: Yeah, I would have thought for the sustainability of this Sail GP, and no different to Formula 1 and what we've even seen with supercars in Australia, that you know there is a change out in equipment, there is a change out in in the way these cars are put together or the way boats are put together. Uh, are we likely to see possibly Russell Coutts and the organisers of Sail GP end up picking up a number of um, smaller boats out of this current America's Cup class and maybe that is the way forward for them, that is the next evolution?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, that'll, that'll be up to, to, you know, Russell Coutts and Larry Ellison and, of course, Larry Ellison pretty well bankrolls the deal. Um, well, yeah, th- that might be an option or we might even see, I mean, things change so quickly in this game. Um, that after the next America's Cup, the, the America's Cup community des- decide to put together a circuit using these AC40s that are, are being used at the moment for um, testing and development and a bit of racing. The, the Women's America's Cup and the Youth America's Cup are going to be sailed in those 40-footers, and, and I think that'll be a good test for them and, and whether they've got a future for a circuit like the SailGP. GP is fitting a, a good hole in the market for sailing and and uh, these guys that are sailing them are using them because there's a lot of America's Cup people there. Uh, it, it keeps them current, keeps them on the water, you know, doing starts, sailing against each other. Um, we're pretty lucky to have this event down here, actually.
0: Mm. Well, Peter Listy, you enjoy the coverage um, over the next couple of days, and thank you for taking time and joining us on the program this afternoon.
1: Okay, mate. All the best.
0: Thank you. Peter Listy, the America's Cup commentator.